Today's show is brought to you by Warby Parker. Please visit warbyparker.com slash biggest for your next pair of eyeglasses. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going? And Sean, our audio engineer. All right. First things first, who won? I'm confident about last week because I brought in a good-ass problem. And you brought in a WikiHow article. Uh, (laughs) Like you don't know, Dick. I hate this so much when you win. Because, first of all, does it really matter? All right? Does it matter? It's not a contest. This is a contest. today. Yeah. Okay, so your California drought dick bags barely edged out by twenty percent. My my my, oh, yeah. my problem of hippies. Read it again. Yeah, you know what? Because it was essentially the same problem, and I think I think people recognize that indirectly through the through the episode. Sometimes, so that's that's what you get with the biggest problem in the universe. You get synchronicity with co-hosts. So you're saying that you kind of won because it was the same problem. Is that the shit you're trying to pull right now? Yes, except completely won. So, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Uh, I got some comments. Yeah, Can I jump into comments? Here's a, here's a good one. This is You remember my erotic stories from Real Men last week? Oh, yeah, the, with the uh, gross intro, right? It was very funny. Yeah. People seem to like it. Here's the comment. But Sanchez here, he yeah. wrote in. Yeah. Maddox, you are such a hater. You did hate on that guy. Mm-hmm. You were hating on his hookup. Yeah, because it was a – that was kind of like you won, but your dad is also the coach of the baseball team. Okay, you know? okay. <laughs> That, yeah, you're a hater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the rest of his comment. I don't get laid often, and I actually suffer from a stuttering problem I've had my whole life. Hmm. So how do you feel about that? So Dick helping me get laid is a fucking miracle, and he's a great modern-day humanitarian for it. Oh, I didn't read the whole comment before <laughs> I brought it in. Uh, regardless, one of my idols calling me an idiot means I can die happy. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Hey. Uh, as long as you uh, don't don't die happy, don't but don't die sad. As long as you die eventually, mm-hmm. um, we're okay. We've done our jobs. Okay. Well, I got a comment from Max Meza. Speaking of helping people, he says, "Dear Dick and Maddox, three days ago I was wallowing in deep depression. I decided to check the X Mission site. It's actually Maddox at Xmission dot com. Uh, in in a vain attempt to see if Maddox had updated his site, and to my surprise, I saw a link to the podcast site. So I guess this guy just finally stumbled across the podcast." He says, at first I was skeptical about Dick as a co-host, but his drunken and arbitrary tirades are the perfect foil to Maddox's cool and calculating machine cool. logic. <laughs> That's you? That's me. Cool and calculating yeah. machine? Man, uh, this, this machine better have a warranty. Okay. it's fucking broken. With sweaty veins standing out of his head at every turn? <laughs> what kind of machine is this? Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm watching this every time. And, yeah. Well, the competition in my, in my debates is you, who uh, I believe three of the rebuttals you had last episode were fuck you and who gives a shit well you know whatever it takes to win maddox check the scoreboard because i fucking won last week so Mm. maybe you should incorporate more of that into your debating yeah you know what dick you that was the first time you've ever sent me actual problems and research and research this is the first time in history of this podcast episode number 22 we've been doing this since last may that you finally sent me some research finally he wasn't ready for competence you don't think People yeah. leaving their fly down was a well-researched <laughs> problem. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, let me finish this comment. He says, um, so he sa- he's like, it's nothing compared to Maddox's cool and calculating machine logic. That's not to say I don't like Dick. Far from it. I love Dick. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm going to end the comment there. He goes on, but I, I think it's funnier if it's yeah, yeah. in it. I got one from Sarah Hoffman. She said, how vaccines cause autism, and then she linked to... 
how do vaccines cause autism.com. And I clicked on it, getting ready to get really pissed off, uh, but it said they fucking don't. That yep. was the website. So that should have had a satire tag, uh, quite frankly, because I got duped. Yeah. Well, that's what it's there for, and that's a great. I, I thought that that was really funny. Thank you, Sarah. And then we, I got a comment from Tim Nadu Rifkind. That's a dumb name. Okay, here we go. I mean, you know, the Such Tim a hater, the Tim Carson hating. <laughs> okay, he says no, Dick. People don't hate Governor Norquist because he wears a suit. They hate him because of his pivotal role in our fucking stagnated Congress by bullying all of the Republicans and Tea Party morons into signing a pledge to never raise taxes. That's this guy. That's Norquist. I remember now. Yeah. He is a governor. I did know who you're talking about. Oh, he was a governor. Yeah, Governor Norquist. He's a piece of shit. He made everyone oh, sign this absurd, like uh, uh, non-compromising, dig your heels in, stand your ground, bullshit. No, never raise taxes rule which is arbitrary and stupid no one can can adhere to that so they found clever ways to raise taxes without calling them taxes including the democrats well that's what obamacare is by the supreme court's own ruling is a tax right is obamacare your problem today no (laughs) no you dick but yeah that's governor right it's all of our problems today (laughs) dick you got another comment? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I have a correction to make, actually. I, I, last episode, I said the Dreamcast was out in 2001. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, John Bromley from uh, East Brunswick has corrected me. Hey, Dick, you fucking idiot. The Dreamcast <laughs> came out in 1999. Uh, shut your whore mouth and suck Maddox's dick for wearing an awesome shirt. So sorry about that. Yeah. I got that wrong. Get to it. I got one from Justin Dreyer. He says, if Dick doesn't start using condoms, his penis is going to be the burning man. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought in uh, you brought in hippies last time. And I remember you specifically said that there has been no hippie inventions. Yeah, nothing good. They have never contributed anything to society. But oh, there was a boy. lot of people who Here brought in – yeah, there was a lot of people who brought in – Scientific discoveries that were influenced by drugs. Yeah, but they're all drug-related, too. It's like LSD and shit like that. Okay, what do you got? Well, this person, Gil Rios, says uh, there's a there's a legend that Francis Crick was under the influence of LSD when he first deduced the double helix structure of DNA, and he was definitely not a hippie. Okay. Uh, he was on a bunch of LSD. So he was not a here's, hippie. Here's the clincher, though. Yeah. I can't seem to find a reputable scientific source regarding this. So I don't okay. know. I don't know if that disproves what you're saying. <laughs> you know what? Thanks I will. for the comment, Gil. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I cannot accept hearsay as evidence. Thank you, though. Thanks for the attempt. I have one from Paolo Van Erp. He says, hippies are fascinating creatures. I'd like to dissect one to see if I can find out what makes them so useless. Yeah. Science. Speaking of science. Oh, you know what? But your whole problem with hippies was your neighbor. Right? No, that wasn't my whole problem. My whole problem was everything about them. It was kind of about your neighbor, though, really. Wasn't well, she it? Was, she was an example of a problem, of the problem of hippies. She's the one that you deal with. She's, She's the only hippie you deal with, really, no, right? No, man. If you go to the beach, it's all fucking hippies everywhere. And hippies are essentially, I would say, probably 50 to 60% of homeless people are hippies. Because you can't really tell. They might be hippies. They might be homeless. They've always got their drums with them. Yeah, I would say... Uh, hundred percent of them are schizophrenic, probably <laughs> not fifty to sixty percent are hippies. Well, here's here's a guy who wants to help you with your neighbor. Hey guys, this is Joe. Uh, I just want to say this podcast was on fucking point. All right, I'm down in LA nice. too, not to deal with these douchebags every fucking day of my life. Probably at the beach. So, anyways, Maddox, uh, I got an idea for that cunt of a neighbor of yours. Whoa! Go ahead and uh, shit in a bucket for like a week. Uh, Dick's gonna have to go out there and clean out all those fart condoms, fucking weirdo. <laughs> Uh, then we're going to go to Home Depot. We're going to rent a paint sprayer. 
We're going to mix that shit up with some water. Middle of the night, we're going to paint her fucking house. We're going to paint her car, salt her lawns. I'm done. Don't have to deal with her. I think that might be a little extreme. Uh, I, th- I don't know if it's going far enough. <laughs> I don't know if it's going far That's uh, That's uh, not bad. Not a bad suggestion. Thank you. See if, see if it works. Here's another one for you. Hey, Maddox, man. <laughs> like, I think you need to mellow out on oh, hippies, okay, man? Because, like, you know, that's just your opinion and stuff, okay? Like, you know, you should really try, like, mellow out and, like, you know, some peyote or something. And you're fucking fireball hippie bullshit with me. Yeah, oh, right, okay, there right, it is. Yeah. I was waiting for it. <laughs> But you know, I think for a sec, for a second there, like if you listen to his drawl, I think he's uh-huh. he's so he was trying to do a misdirect there and fake us out, right? right. But I think he really is a hippie. He's deep down a hippie because he has that kind of low, slow drawl going. He does. About Speaking it. of drawls, uh, you brought in anti-vaccine people. Yeah, a couple episodes ago, there's somebody called in to complain about that. Right. There you go. Now you guys really think that vaccines containing mercury, formaldehyde, and aluminum are good for you to inject into your bloodstream? There's no turn on this because one. Because that don't make any kind of sense. I mean, really, come on now. As consumers and human beings, we need to rise up against this bullshit. <laughs> Thank you. Come on. Talk about this, man. Talk about it. So talk about it. What do you what do you think about that? Who is that fucking Cleveland? <laughs> uh he's he obviously subscribes to the Dick Masterson school of arguments, which is I mean, whoa, really? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Yeah, Dick, here's your uh, rhetorical approach. You get flustered, repeat yourself, prefixing it with So what I'm saying is and that's exactly what he did in his 30 seconds in his 30 second message. First of all, rule number 1 of the Dick Masterson arguing method yeah. is drop your southern accent. <laughs> if you're going to talk about science or whatever, I don't care if you were born I don't care if you were born in a moonshine still in Kentucky. Yeah. You fake like you have a normal newscaster accent. Yeah, I agree. Fake it, dude. Okay, we should probably get to the problems. Yep. Yeah. We got a lot of problems this week. Go uh, go ahead. We do. Uh, my first problem is Snapchats of not tits. Snapchats yeah. of not tits. Are you familiar okay. with Snapchat? I'm gonna explain what it is. It's an app that it, it, it's an app that first of all, no one over 25 should be using, and I think that number is gonna shrink as the episode goes on. It's an app that lets you send pictures to someone else, and they disappear when the other person gets them. Right. So the idea behind it is that you can send nudes to each other and then not have to worry about it coming back to haunt you like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's that's one use. You know, maybe if you're like a spy and you want to take pictures of confidential documents and send them back in, maybe hypothetically speaking, if we're not just going to say it's for teen sexting pics, maybe that's a use for it, too, Maddox. I don't know. Oh, maybe, Dick. Yeah, maybe it is for spies. Spies use Snapchat and then they say, here you go, buddy. (laughs) So I I hopped on... um, I started talking to this girl over Instagram, right? Ooh. I figured out a way to hit on girls over Instagram. Yeah, what's that? Just add them because they're so self-obsessed? Yeah, but you can private message them. Did you know that? No, because I can't. I don't have Instagram. Well, buddy. Uh, I know I'm screwing up because every chick is on there. They are. And they're, it's all the ones who are the most desperate for attention, too. Yeah, they're all narcissists. They have, like, thousands and thousands of pictures of themselves in swimsuits. At, you know, actually, this sounds pretty good. I'm going to get Instagram. No, you get, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's no – there's no um, – there's no effort on your part. You just yeah. add, 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 add. And your, your competition, like you can see the guys hitting on them, yeah. are, they're totally retarded. Uh-huh. It's like watching people who don't speak English as a first language hitting on girls. Anyway, 
I started talking to this girl. Come to find out, she's yeah. a lot younger than I thought she was. How much young? How young is this girl, Dick? I'll just say there are porno magazines dedicated to how young she is. Does that uh, help? Is she barely legal? E- is barely, what you're looking I was going to say barely illegal. Uh, no, barely legal. Okay. Barely, please, please. Barely this legal. Is, this is recorded. Okay, she has, so she's she's 18. You know, maybe 19. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so she says, "Hey, hop on, hop on Snapchat. I want to send you some pictures." Oh, this and is I'm a like, scam. Here we go. What's Snapchat? <laughs> right. Okay. I'm 33. I don't know what fucking Snapchat is. Yeah. Uh, so she goes, "Oh, it's." She explains it to me. I load it up. Got to create an account. Go through all this trouble. Yeah. I get all these pictures loaded up. Uh, you know what they are? Hmm. Pictures of her dog. Yeah. Pictures of things she's looking at on her computer. Yeah. Pictures of the fucking fan in her bedroom spinning around. Like, what? What is this? Yeah. What is the point of this? What? Yeah. 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 That's all it ever fucking is. Every like almost every girl I've added on there, uh, and and then like a bunch of my dude friends add me, and I don't know what the fuck they're gonna send me because it's never tits. Good question. Yeah. Why are guys adding other guys on Snapchat? I don't know, man. But I I I have probably like. 40 people on there just, you know, because everyone adds everyone. It's another fucking thing. You just hit plus, plus, plus. Everyone in your contacts list shows up. And then all I get all day long are dogs and horses. Yeah. Uh, Real dogs or horses or just ones they download? No, real ones, but I don't care either way. Wait a minute. People are sending you dogs and horses? Where are yeah, they? I don't know where they are. I don't. There's one person in particular. I don't know who who it is because they use the alias or something, and I okay. can't. I've been. I ha, I haven't deleted them because it might be a close friend of mine. Yeah. But it's also a, a kind of a stupid friend of mine, I guess, because all they send me is pictures of horses, and I think all my friend, my close enough friends, know that I hate horses. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm getting these all the fucking time. And I can't tell if it's a colleague or somebody I met, I met at a party or something. I have no fucking idea. And I'm waiting just for one picture of themselves or tits. So I would accept just, either. So you just have a stream of horses coming into yeah. your phone all day? Yeah, all day long. All day long. And then I have some friends who just have the best fucking life. And it's like in your face because it's like Facebook to the next level. They're, it's just nothing but like cool parties they're going to, good food they're eating, and... Fun stuff they're doing all the time. Because now they have that Snapchat timeline, which you can add anything that you're doing to your timeline, and they can see it for 24 hours. You know more about Snapchat than me. I didn't know that. I just know I don't get the pictures that I was promised by the premise of the app, and it really pisses me off. Because they also, you also get in trouble for not responding. It's worse than text. You know how text fucked you? Because Chicks will send you a message, and then they're like, well, where's your response? Where's your response? Where's your response? Oh. Snapchat is worse because they don't have to think of anything to say. Yeah. They just take a picture of the fucking toilet and send it to you, and then say, well, wh- what did you think of the toilet? Well, Here's a well. picture of my new bedspread. What did you think of my bedspread? I don't care. Hey, Dick Masterson, this is the grave you dug. Now lay in it. This How is what I you created. Because you're the emoji fan, huh? This is the next step, the next evolution or de-evolution of emoji. Because now, instead of sending you a standard set of emoji, they are creating their own. They're, te- they're sending you pictures of their dog. Or they're sending you pictures of their fan or whatever it is in their in their house, their their cousin, or or even, God forbid, their boyfriend. I get, like, chicks sending me pictures of their boyfriends. I'm like I Snapchat? Told- yeah, through Snapchat. It's infuriating. I'm like, I don't want to see this. I don't know who this is. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about your boyfriend your family anything anything other than like whatever whatever it is (laughs) i don't care don't send it to me 
I, yeah. Why am I? Why do I? And it, and 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 it's urgent too because it, it sends a notification to your cell phone. So you reach down and like, oh god, what is this vibrating in my pocket? Yeah. It's a new tone. You can't customize the notification sound, so it just comes in. It's like this weird tone. I'm like, oh, is that a cal a calendar notification? Am I missing a meeting? No. Nope, just a Snapchat oh. of some chick's boyfriend. But then you're like, thank God. Oh, it might be some tits. Great. I was having a shitty day. Now yep. I get to see some tits. Nope, it's a horse. It's a horse. That's a, that's why it's not emojis because yeah. emojis are never a cock tease. Emojis are always a cock tease, according to you, because you, you think that they're suggestive. They are suggestive. They can be. No, they are, they are suggestive. A, a picture, a promise of a picture that disappears yeah. is by definition a cock tease. You definitely think you're getting tits, but you never are. To be fair, I have gotten a couple of spy documents. So <laughs> good point, Dick. Yeah, okay. So let's go to the bigger question here, though, uh-huh. is why is this... A problem, let alone the biggest problem in the universe. Why is this even a candidate for being a problem on the list? Did you not hear that I am getting cock teased with pic- the promise of tits that I'm not getting? Did you not hear that part? That's a big problem. Yeah, but Dick, you also may or may not have chlamydia, so I don't really care. Well. <laughs> which your your man saved you from, which so many people mentioned how, last episode, by the way, Dick, how weird it was. You kept referring to your man. The entire time. I got a comment about that, actually. Let me, yeah. read, let me read it where it is. Brian Togus. Dick gagging on cock is the only possible way you could sound any gayer than you already do talking about my man. There you go. Farting out condoms with you and your man. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, people loved, people loved uh, how hard you laughed at that during the last episode. Yeah. I still haven't recovered. Yeah. All right. Well, is that uh, is that all you got? Do you have any uh, research, statistics, evidence, anything to back up? I did do some research. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Did, did you research how many Snapchats you received that didn't have tits in them? Like, what What do you got? Yeah. Uh, most of them. Uh-huh. That's the research. Yeah. I'm 100% pissed off about not getting tits in my Snapchat. Fair. What's the mentality behind it? Sending, you tell me. Sending. It's just, just crazy. It's 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 more narcissism. And yeah, uh, I did want to mention something to the point, uh, Dick, that it notifies them as soon as you've looked at it. So they know you've seen it. Yeah. And they expect that response. That's why I don't check Facebook messages anymore. I see that I got something. And as soon as I read it, they know I've read it and I haven't responded for a couple days or weeks or whenever I respond to messages at my convenience on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Not when you've not when you've seen that I've read it. I may read it, but then I put that in a to-do list somewhere because it's not my fucking priority. So that's why I don't use WhatsApp. WhatsApp is the same fucking problem. As soon as you even start typing a message, and I, iPhones do this. Yeah, they Another do. reason iPhones are pieces of shit. So uh, when you start typing a message to someone, it shows that dot, dot, dot. And then if you're trying to think of what to say or edit your response or you get interrupted, then the other person on the other line might think, oh, he's really thinking hard about what to say to me. He must really care. When in reality is, the mailman came to the door, fuck off for a minute. Yeah, uh, I've, I've, what, I've started using what you're talking about to my advantage. Mm. Like this girl will send me Snapchats and I won't look at them. Yeah. And I've noticed they get progressively more sexualized the longer I let them sit there. Mm-hmm. Right? Classic, classic technique. So if you're under 20 and you're sending a lot of sex around with uh, whatever, yeah. the girls of your college, your high school, whatever the fuck, whatever age you're supposed to be using Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, well, and you, think, you, you think that works? Because here's the, the problem with Snapchat is if you don't look at them after a while, they just disappear. Anyway, is that true? That's true. Oh. After like, I think, 24 hours or something, they just disappear anyway. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. And then also, they do this other coy thing where you can decide how many seconds to display the message you send to somebody mm-hmm. between uh, one and ten. So if it's a nude, if God forbid, like, they actually use the app for what it's invented for, they'll send it to you for, like, two seconds. So it's like, I can't even get my fly down. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even enough time to commit to the spank bank. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like putting a dollar on a, a teller's desk and say, "Here, deposit," then just yanking it real quick. I can't even find where the nipple is in two seconds. I know. You know? What am I, is this a belly button? What am I looking yeah. at here? Can I at least see it long enough to tell whether it's an original or you just snapped a picture of some some yeah. magazine? Some oh, whatever garbage. Let's get to a real problem, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ebola alarmists. <laughs> What? Yeah. All right. That's a real problem. What do you know about Ebola? It's this horrific disease, right? Uh, It's this horrific virus that kills people, makes them barf up blood, whatever. But it's so overblown. You think the hysteria is overblown? Well, maybe. Let me let me read you some uh, some statistics here, okay? Oh, great. Let me. I'm going to read you this virus and tell me tell me if you think this sounds scary or if it's overblown, okay? Okay. This virus will swamp our hospitals. And by this time next year, between 250,000 and 500,000 worldwide will be dead. Thousands of them in the U.S. and Britain. What, from Ebola? Pretty scary stuff, right? I don't know that that's a real, that's a projection on based on what? No, it's a real no, statistic. I know what he's doing. Yeah. He's uh, referencing some other disease. It's like the plain old flu or something. <laughs> it is the is flu, that what you're doing? That is the flu. Oh, you got busted. Yeah, well, that's obviously what I'm doing. It's the flu. That's okay. the flu. Okay, right. That's what we are not worried about. That's yeah. killing 250 to 500,000 people okay. yearly. Yeah. Nowhere near that for Ebola. Ebola's down at like 4,000, isn't it? Yeah, something around 4,000. Yeah. And it has uh, anywhere from a 50 to 90% mortality rate uh not that big of a deal i'm just letting you know in advance that i totally disagree with you on this one oh. but i want you to get through your stats if you got any more right yeah i got plenty I of stats shouting at yeah you. i got plenty of stats dick i got a stats for you and you got to be a contrarian i know you always do no but- i actually do think it's a problem i think ebola is possible like out of all the diseases that everyone's ever freaked out about this one might be worth worrying about okay well since ebola out the, the first ebola outbreak in february Around 300,000 people have died okay. from malaria. While yeah. tuberculosis is claimed around 600, this is from The Guardian, it's claimed around 600,000 lives in the same amount of time. Ebola might have our attention, but it's not even close to being the biggest problem in Africa right now. It's not even the biggest problem in Africa, let alone our list, yeah. Dick. Even, even uh, Lhasa fever, which shares many of the terrifying symptoms of Ebola, including bleeding from the eyelids, kills many more than Ebola and frequently finds its way to the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know what this is? This isn't Ebola. This is SARS. This is bird flu. This is killer bees. This is the California drought. This is a slow news week. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Because I don't I don't think it is. Based on what, Dick? Well, all the things that you're talking about, all of those other diseases that are sending those hundreds of thousands of people to hospitals, those are all curable. They're, no, they're, no, they're not. They're not. Yeah, they are. No, we, they're, we, they're preventable, but they're not curable. Not all okay, of them are curable. Okay, the flu. The flu is not curable. But there the is flu, no cure. The flu only hurts, like, infants. It only kills and the very young and the very old. No, you can— It's it, very different than Ebola. No, that's not true, and I'll tell you why uh, on that point. Okay. Did you want to finish something there? or because I want, I'm just explaining what's different about yeah. Ebola and these things, these other diseases that you're quoting. Okay. Right? Well, there is no cure, but it, it's not just the infants and, and the very old. People can, just regular people can it's die 
it's not just, but it's mostly. That's who's at risk with the flu. Okay, the very young and the very old. Good point. The most vulnerable of our society. Go on. No, no, no. But you and I are not at risk to getting killed by the flu. Well, I'm not. I'm not at risk of being <laughs> killed by the flu. Maybe syphilis. Yeah. That one might take me out, but not the fucking flu. Ebola, however, can get either one of us. No, it's it's. But the odds are extremely rare. So it's lightning, Dick. Lightning could also course, strike us. But lightning strikes don't have the potential to go to rise out of control. If Ebola gets out of control, it could grow exponentially. That's a possible problem. I'm not saying you should be freaked out about it, but it's different. Influenza is not growing exponentially. It's it, it is what it is. It's going to kill that many people all the time because that's what it does. No, influenza is way more contagious than Ebola. Ebola only transfers through bodily fluids. Influenza can transfer through the air. You can just be in a theater where somebody sneezes and you could get the flu. But it's not growing. The amount of infections for the flu is not growing. The amount of infections for Ebola are growing and it's not airborne and it could be. But the rate at which it's growing is infinitesimal compared to any other disease that actually kills people, including malaria that I just read. This is the other statistic. You're saying that the growth of Ebola is infinitesimal the compared rate, to the flu? The rate of growth. The rate of, the rate of growth, oh, but it's not. What if, it's, what if it is exponential? It's not. They've already done models and statistics and calculations. It does. It's just not that contagious. It really isn't. You have to get bodily fluids in or on you and then it absorb them into your body in order to get Ebola. Yeah. Th- that's way less contagious than measles, way less contagious than malaria, than tuberculosis, that all these things that actually kill people that we should be worried about. And we're not – because, you know, Dick, what if the rate of lightning grows out of control and we just all start dying from lightning? I mean, Wait it's a minute, Is it? Have you no. heard that? <laughs> no. Did no, you know Dick. about this? Should I start wearing a tinfoil hat to protect myself from lightning? Dick, I think you should. uh, I'm not being being a contrarian asshole. Like, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. I think there's a couple things about Ebola that make it more worrisome than the bird flu. Okay, well, it's okay to be wrong. So... Here's here's this article. I, here's this article I read today. It says, "Don't worry, be rational." Why? Just go yeah. ahead. Go it's, ahead. It's, it, yeah. Go I'll keep shitting on the people that are trying to help. Yeah, that's what. Get right in line. Step right in line with the rest of them. Yeah. Go ahead. Maybe I think I'm a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. So, so on that point, Such you said, a fucking asshole, go ahead. <laughs> you said, Dick, that you think that the flu is only attacking old people and babies, which, you know, they're what? at risk. Of course, everyone's I don't, 100% at risk. 100% of flu risk. victims are not that. Everyone's not at risk of the flu. Yes, they you and I are, are not. I am not because I'm invincible. But here's the thing I'm okay with the flu taking out old people and babies. I hate those segments of the population. However, I do want That's to point well this out. That's well documented. Yeah, yeah. I, in t shirts, comic books, writing, and an episode of Penn and Teller's bullshit. Hey, so speaking that. of t-shirts, do you yeah. want to talk about your new store launching? Is that something you want to do? Actually, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll just mention that right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm transitioning to the new store, and uh, it's the first time in, in 11 years that I am changing storefronts, and I've uh, launched a whole bunch of new products. That's a weird commercial we just crammed in there. We anyway. had a lot of commercials this episode. Yeah. Keep going I'm, with I, your you Ebola. Know what the, you know what, though? I finally have a glow-in-the-dark shirt. It's coming out next week. I'm going to launch it next week. What does it say? It's my logo. My face. Oh. Yeah, cool as shit. It's, like, huge, yeah. too. It's it's a cool glow-in-the-dark t-shirt. Anyway, dude, uh, real quick. So you said that the flu has less chance of killing you than, say, Ebola. But here's the thing. This article said why extreme fear of Ebola is bad for you and for your health, right? It's uh, from this website. I'll link on, on, uh, on our site. So they, in, they uh, interviewed this guy. He's a risk perception consultant, David Ropik, uh, which I didn't even know was a thing. But he says- Because it's not. <laughs> it's just some asshole making up what he wants to do. No, no. So listen to this. He says, when we worry, 
It's biologically equivalent to stress, okay? Worrying oh, is God. stress. Chronic stress raises our blood pressure and increases the risk of cardiovascular problems, suppresses our immune system, and makes us more likely to catch infectious diseases, including Ebola, and it makes us get sicker from them when we do. It interferes with our neurotransmitters associated with mood. It's strongly associated with clinical depression. Chronic stress interferes with digestion, memory, and depresses fertility and slows bone growth. So, so you're not freaked out about a murderous disease that kills half of the people it touches and is incurable, but you're worried that stress will give you a loss of bone growth? Are you fucking, that's the, that's the position you're taking on this? Ebola, no problem. Stress, you might lose your bones. Or it increases your, or have diarrhea. Your no, uh, you know, I got that right now, actually. <laughs> um, it increases your risk of even contracting Ebola in the first place. Listen to, how, listen to this insanity that's going on because of Ebola. In Cleveland, schools are closing and they're being washed down in bleach. Hey, fuck school. Uh, any excuse to shut down a school so these kids can have a day off. Come on, everybody's working hard. Take people, the day off. People what, are, are you pro-school now? Uh, yeah, Dick, we need less, fewer dumbasses. Uh, people are going to airports wrapped in plastic and duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> These really? idiots. Yeah, I just flew. True? Yeah, I just flew through uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and um, I was in Omaha this weekend, uh-huh. and I saw it everywhere. Man, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. People are wearing masks. People are wearing latex gloves on a plane, eating peanuts with their latex gloves that they've touched everything else with. You guys are idiots. Yeah, look, that's hysteria. I'll give you that. That's hysteria. That's stupid. But the disease itself is not innocuous. I don't think. When the government and the news are both telling me that I don't have to worry about something, that's when I start getting worried. They say, bird flu, it's going to kill you. Okay, I don't need to worry about that. It sounds stupid. Ebola, uh, don't, don't worry about it. We got, we got some plans. We don't have a cure. Uh, might mutate, but it, it, just don't worry about it. Relax, relax, relax. No reason to get hysterical. That's when I go like, wait a minute, what do you mean don't, don't worry about it? Congress is threatening to pass legislation to ban flights to and from Ebola countries, which, by the way, that means America because we have Ebola over here. Mm. Eight people have gotten Ebola in America and one of them have died. One out of eight. And it doesn't worry you. No, at all. Absolutely not fast. Well, look at the odds, Dick. What are the odds you're going to get Ebola? Pretty much zero. Yeah. You have a better you have better odds of winning a lottery. You have better odds of like getting sniped by a DC a DC sniper, the same one they put in jail. That, uh-huh. Those are those are your odds. You have better odds. So listen to this. I agree with you. I agree with that. Yeah. So this is again according to the Guardian. They said during the SARS outbreak in 2003. Now a lot of people might not remember this, but SARS happened, and it was this upper respiratory tract infection, right? It stands for severe acute uh, respiratory something, mm-hmm. and uh, and the S may actually stand for something. But it, during in 2003, Asian Americans became the targets of just uh, of this like hysteria with public hotlines inundated with calls from Americans worried about buying Asian merchandise. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> Living near Asians and going to school with Asians. Okay, let me just say, I think those people would find something else to be retarded about if yeah. they didn't have SARS. Yeah, it's called Ebola. If they didn't have Ebola, it's it called would be anti-vaccinations. N- yeah. You cannot. That that is just as stable as influenza. People being retarded. 
So here's the thing, Dick. Ebola, this is the first modern outbreak, large-scale modern outbreak we've had of Ebola. Yeah. We've never attempted to treat Ebola with modern medicine. And so far, really? yeah, it's the first time. So we're sending free shoes to Africa? We haven't bothered to try to cure their Ebola? No, no, uh, no need. And the uh, poor president of Liberia, which is actually like this uh, this nice-looking grandmotherly woman. Uh, she just She's like pleading to everybody. She said, hey, please help us out. We yeah. need help here. And everyone's just kind of, how Congress is a response is, Let's let's ban flights to uh, to Liberia. Well, um, compromise, man. <laughs> yeah, great. That's some kind of compromise. They did the same thing with bird flu in Mexico. Remember, during the height of the bird flu epidemic, uh, and I'm using the word epidemic loosely here. I drove down to Mexico. This is actually something I've never told on my website or to any of my fans. Ooh. I drove down to Mexico to try to get bird flu. Um, I went around and uh, found some Mexicans and like paid them. <laughs> To uh, to cough and sneeze in my face. Uh, because Are you serious? Yeah, I have pictures of this. You have pictures of Mexicans spitting in your mouth? No, they didn't and- spit in my mouth. They were just like breathing in my face, and you know, whatever. I was like, I, I was so confident that bird flu was bullshit because it is. The flu is more has a higher mortality rate than bird flu, the normal flu. I just want to say I'm the weirdo for having a man in my apartment. Yet you are driving down to Mexico to get strange Mexicans to sneeze and cough in your face. You win the fucking weirdo award this week, buddy. <laughs> no, wait, you just found random Mexicans to sneeze and cough all over you? You know, they were, they were merchants. They were trying to sell hats and trinkets and stuff You're just like hoping that. one of them had the bird flu. I No, not bird flu. It's swine <laughs> flu, actually. Yeah, it was swine flu. Oh, well, make up your mind. Yeah, well, it was, it's the same same difference. Whatever. It's some bullshit. That, that it's slow news week. Oh, swine flu is the deadly one this week. You better be uh, be careful. Swine flu is the really bad one. It just sounds scary because, oh, they associated an animal with it, an animal that's known to be dirty. I feel like the hysteria is now the news story. It's not even that it, the Ebola, like what you're saying right now seems like the talking points of, like, what was what is that jackass's name? Uh, Shepard Smith. He did Governor that. Governor Norquist. No, no, no. Shepard Smith, the news anchor. Yeah, on he, Fox. Yeah. Yeah. He came out with that extremely, like, patronizing baby talk. Nope presentation on ebola what do you mean no yeah it wasn't patronizing it was actually very factual it was one of the few things a few times oh yeah it can be both go on first of all i brought it you want me you want to listen to this and tell me it's not fucking patronizing a little bit of it all right together now he's taking a deep breath for you like a yoga for the next few minutes i'm going to give you the facts on ebola okay it'll take just three minutes three minutes cool i got three minutes today given what we know you should have no concerns about ebola at all done i I don't how is that fucking news unless a medical professional has contact personally and told you of some sort of possible exposure fear not yep what okay what what is what is this what that's that's very patronizing no it's getting on tv and telling you that you shouldn't be afraid unless a doctor talks to you because what are you a fucking doctor shepherd smith no, no, but he's a journalist and he's doing his job. He's telling Americans not to worry about this overblown bullshit, which maybe some a certain Dick Masterson with a burning penis might benefit from listening to. It's grandstanding. He's getting <laughs> up there and being so overly sentimental and caring as precious viewers. You want to hear more? Yeah. Do not listen to the hysterical voices on the radio and the television or read the few words online. <laughs> the people who say and write hysterical things are being very 
irresponsible. irresponsible. Amen. Oh, God. Thank you, Shepard Smith. They no, are being irresponsible. No news yet, by the way. No facts about... So, could have cut that three minutes down to two minutes if Dick, you lost, lost all that shit. They've reported all these facts on different segments on Fox News, on CNN. Uh, Anderson Cooper has talked about it. People... people. I saw a tweet the other day where someone was was uh, imploring CNN to stop sending Anderson Cooper to Ebola countries. Like, I, First of all, are you kidding me? And and how weird and kind of cool would it be if a, if a very famous news reporter just died from Ebola? Like, th- that, <laughs> then that would be kind of, oh, these guys are shaking their heads. Whatever. Uh, that would be kind of interesting, I'm not at least. i shaking my head. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's so unlikely. Dude, put me in a room with someone with Ebola. As long as they don't sneeze or cough on me. Like, I'm not going to go to Mexico and have people with Ebola uh, or Liberia have people with Ebola sneeze in my face. Uh-huh. Okay, that's stupid. That's a way. I, and it does have a high mortality rate if you get it. But that if is everything. You're not going to. It's really unlikely. Yeah, that's the thing about exponential growth of something like this, though. Dick, Once it, it gets out of control, it's out no. of control. There's a, there's a flow chart that shows the, the, uh, how contagious different diseases are. Measles is by far the highest, and these anti-vaxxer dipshits in Malibu are not getting vaccinations, and, and that has a higher mortality rate than Ebola. More, way more people die from that shit. Measles has a higher mortality rate? Uh, like, well, percentage not, or no, no. numbers? I take that back. Uh, probably numbers. I think numbers, because way more people get uh, measles than yeah, they do Ebola. The mortality rate is the issue here to me. No, the, the fact that it might kill you on a coin toss yeah, is Dick, pretty worrisome. Based on 1920 statistics of mortality of Ebola, this is the first time, again, that we've been trying to treat it with modern medicine, intravenous treatment, keeping fluids, just, just keeping people hydrated, which they weren't able to do effectively before IV drips. Uh, when when people got Ebola, just that alone has brought down the mortality rate. We haven't even really started. They, and already today, I read an article. I think it was on Scientific American about how they just came out with research that shows how uh, the process, uh, how the Ebola virus penetrates our cells, and it's it's uh, dependent upon one specific type of amino acid, uh-huh. which they may be able to find some medication to block in our systems if you have Ebola, and that's that. That's the end of Ebola. It'll be another. Uh, little uh, footnote in history of SARS sure. and um, uh, bird flu and, and smallpox. Yeah, well, until these anti-vaxxer morons uh, bring it back and kill all of us. Smallpox wiped out like a third of people, didn't it? It was pretty bad, yeah. yeah. Which is it's similar to Ebola, isn't it? Smallpox? I don't know. I don't uh, Except I don't Ebola so. has a non-human host. Smallpox didn't have that. What is the non-human Ebola host? Bats. I think it's bats. Are you sure know. it's not? I heard it from a guy. Huh? <laughs> Monkeys, vote it up, people. Yeah, well, if they do cure it, isn't it because of all this media hype? No. Nobody was looking for a fucking cure before. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's hysterical. We got to find a cure. No, we so, don't, Dick. It's just... Mm, <laughs> I got you on that one. We're just trying to help out poor grandma Liberia, their president. Oh, we, the U.S. doesn't care about Africa. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. What's your next problem? Let's take a minute to thank our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Warby Parker. Visit warbyparker.com slash biggest for your next pair of eyeglasses. You enter that code and you'll get free three-day shipping on your purchased eyewear. So let me tell you about Warby Parker. It's a new concept in eyewear, contemporary eyeglasses that are extremely affordable and fashion-forward. They, you know, they do look pretty good, dude. I checked out the website uh, ready, you know, because I've, I've had some opinions about glasses, especially from uh, Oakley and Ray-Ban and all these other uh, yeah. competitors, which yeah. are all the same company. Uh, but these these ones look really good on uh, on Warby Parker's. Well, they sent us some free ones. You should you should try them on. I don't know. I don't know what it would take t- uh, for you to buy an expensive pair of sunglasses. They're gonna give us a pair for running this ad. 
So, uh, Dick, so I brought in, I, I offered the suggestion that we should have some kind of a game to see who gets the one free pair of sunglasses, whether it be Maddox, myself, or Sean. And uh, what was your response to that? Uh, I said I should get them all. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. The free so Maddox is going to get a free pair of sunglasses. Yeah, or, or we can each have a lens, and then we can <laughs> we can change custody. So I just put on, Dick handed me these, these cool <gasps> pair of a- aviator sunglasses. Yeah, you look great. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sean? Huh? Whatever, Put Sean. Come on, straight <laughs> shithead. Well, I'm wearing headphones. You can't move the headphones for a second. They're, they're so on here's, straight. Here's the copy. Let me read you this. Yeah. The indi- this is what Warby Parker says. The industry is controlled by a few large companies that have kept prices artificially high, reaping huge profits from consumers who have no other options. Uh, they're trying to get around that. Their prescription glasses start at 95 bucks, including lenses. Options include glasses, reading glasses, and sunglasses. And they also offer you uh, the ability to try them on at home, which you are currently doing. Yeah. I kind of like that. I don't like going into the store and trying shit on with a bunch of assholes. And you got to go to the mall when you do it, too, which is a bigger pain in the ass. It's about time online retailers finally started making this try-on-at-home thing a reality, right? Because why are you going to go into a store or a mall or whatever and, and... Stand in line at a kiosk and talk to one of those idiots, those underpaid morons. Uh, which, by the way, I needed a cable. I walked into one one time and asked these guys. I said, hey, I just need a, a USB charging cable. Guess how much it costs just for a USB, micro USB charging cable? 20 bucks? Yeah, 25 bucks. Yeah. Where? Oh, yeah. Everywhere yeah. charges $25 for mm. a, a cable that costs like three cents to make. Less than you, three they got to pay for the storefront, though, man. Where'd you go? Oh, so they, I just went places that weren't selling them and just asked them if they had a cable to sell me. Huh. Whatever, man. Uh, Warby Parker, you don't have to deal with that. Yeah. That's my, that's my point. Good job. These glasses look really good on me. I think, uh, I, think I win. Well, well, there you it, go. T- take them home with you. They're yours. All right, are we doing another problem? Let's do it. Uh, my next problem is chatty Uber drivers. Chatty Uber drivers. Yeah. Now, why is that a problem, Dick? And I actually agree. Already, yeah. you're immediately to the cutting down of my problem. Yeah. Look. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I hate cabs as much as the next guy. Cabs blow. Yeah, they're the worst. Absolutely. They never know where anything is. No. And they, they take the slowest route. They're belligerent. And everything they try to do to improve the cab riding experience backfires it's they put in those monitors in the back those tvs that you can't turn off and oh it's just, my god dude yeah. I, i'm getting flashbacks of driving to the airport at six in the morning with the same fucking ads playing over and over on that television and it, it yeah the same like three minute entertainment tonight clip and it's mostly in new york every time i go to new york their cabs it seems like they've they've taken one step forward and two steps back and they're liars their credit card machines are not always broken even though they say they're oh they're ours. so full of shit and they're so yeah they're so belligerent they they always they always insist on uh, uh, if you don't if you don't tip them because they took the slow route or they went the wrong way and they kept the meter running they're idiots so Uber's a godsend yeah right fixes everything bye bye so, taxis so uh, explain Uber for some people uh, who don't know uh, you get on your phone you request a car you request an Uber you get on the app and then somebody just some person who's signed up to be a driver shows up where you've requested them, and drives you to where you want to go. Yeah. And it's all handled with your iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's the, great. The payment goes through it. Everything goes through it. It's perfect. Or Android. Yeah, except, it's great. Except that these motherfuckers want to chat your ear off every time you get in the Uber with them, right? They're always, they always have some deal that they want to work out with you. And I don't know where they get that. I'm, this is just a plea from me to everyone to stop chatting me up in Ubers. Yeah, why? Because why? I got my phone back yeah. here. 
Interesting, Dick. Um, weren't you the same guy who complained about everyone being on their phones early on in, in uh, our podcast? I don't need a five-minute friend. I want you to pay attention to the road. Okay, I'm, I'm on board with that. But, uh, yeah, so just so they get us there quicker, which yeah. none of them ever – like, I've, ever, I've only ever had one aggressive Uber driver. Yeah. And it was me, and I wasn't driving Uber. Uh, but they, they, they're never aggressive. They're always being very polite and very slow. I, I'm guessing it's because of other passengers. Well, you know what? Speaking of other passengers, the real problem, we get, I think we get criticized for not bringing in female problems on this show. Well, you. Yeah, well, okay. I'll cop <laughs> to that. But it seems like these Uber drivers are like out of control harassing women. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Yeah. It seems like every week some broad's getting abducted. Well, you're also hearing about it. Like, look, dude, as a percentage of Uber drives that actually happen, it's extremely low. Just like the percentage of all interactions that happen with strangers, the number of them that end in homicide are extremely low. The number of them that end in rape are extremely low. The the number of them that end in burglary are extremely low. However, the number of them that end in uncomfortable harassment is extremely high. I don't think so. I think you're just hearing more about it. I think every chick has a story or multiple stories about Uber guys chatting them up in weird ways. Well, that may, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, because I didn't think this was a problem. Yeah. And uh, like uh, this girl I know was telling me about how big of a problem it was. And I was yeah. like, you're, you're crazy. These guys are just, they're, they're doing their job. They're driving a car. They're, prof- they're semi-professionals. Why are all these guys nonstop harassing you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So sure enough, we take an Uber to my place. I hop out. She keeps going. As soon as I get out of the car, the guy was silent the entire time, turns around and goes, oh, so what were you on a date? Didn't go well? Wow. I was like, are you got to be fucking kidding me, man? Well, I do have an anecdote similar to that uh, about a friend of mine who took an Uber to a bar one time and got out of the bar. She's, she thanks the guy, and he asks her if he can come in with her. <laughs> Pretty creepy. Yeah. And then, and then it puts them in the awkward situation where if they say no, it makes them seem rude, and then they might get a rude encounter with that Uber driver. Um, or if they say yes, or it, it doesn't matter. Even, of course, you're not going to say yes. No, of course, some not. asshole that you just met in a car that you hired to drive you around. You're going into a fucking bar with him. Are you kidding me? You know what's weird is uh, I've I've actually gotten burgers with several Uber drivers. Uh, I don't know why, but this has happened multiple times. I don't even remember the circumstance because I was probably drunk. But I was going to a burger place. Um, in uh, in Hollywood, and this Uber driver overheard our conversation, me uh-huh. and my my friend in the back, and we were talking about how good these burgers were, uh-huh. and and he was like, "Well, yeah, these uh, these do sound like good burgers. They they put bacon on them. I'm like, yeah, they put bacon on them. Avocado. I'm like, yeah, dude, you can get an avocado burger. So we pull over, and uh, he's like, "All right, well, uh, I should probably eat something." And we're like, "Okay, so I guess you're joining us." And he did. He just came in. What the fuck? It was our friend for the night. Uh, you know, honestly, Look, though, they're going to fuck it up. They're going to fuck. We're going to have to go back to taxis. No. Because these people, these guys, these chatty Uber guys are going to fuck it all up. I don't know, man. I'll never go back. But yeah, some of the Uber drivers are creeps. I've, I've actually had the experience of networking with Uber drivers. Dude, that's exactly what I was going to say next. I don't want to hear about your band. I feel like uh, back, back 10, 15 years ago, you'd have to hear about someone's band whenever you were stuck in a car with them, now you have to hear about their social fucking marketing project. And I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about the TED Talk you listened to that inspired you to think about quitting your job and starting a revolution online. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. That's 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 almost exactly what happened to me this afternoon when I took a. Uh, it wasn't Uber; it was Lyft. Lyft is another service that's similar to Uber. I took the sir. I took it home from the airport. The guy actually was like really nice, and he told me all about his his uh, his social uh, marketing project, and I gave uh, him some pointers, and yeah. he, he said I should hire you. Blah blah blah. Exchange contact, and you know we'll see where that goes, but. Uh, I don't know. It was a nice. It was a nice guy. It was a nice chat. I didn't mind it so much. I. I mean, I. I guess I'm fortunate that, that I'm you're not, not being, a woman. Yeah, that I'm not yeah. a woman and being harassed by it. Uh, which, which I get. Yeah, it does suck. But I don't know. I don't know how pervasive it is. I. Th- I think it's more pervasive than you and I can even imagine. Well, so if it is though, they are essentially risking their professional reputation. What the the Uber drivers? The because Uber you guys? can rate each one of them. If they have a low rating, if they drop below a four, they get yeah, kicked off the service. Yeah, but you know how chicks are; they never do that shit. Well, then it's like, not they, a problem. They don't want to hurt anybody. They don't mind. Like they they don't want to be harassed. No, but they no, don't no, want to no. stand up for them, dude. They don't. They don't one star them. I've seen them do it. They'll tell me a hor- horrific story, and then they'll go like, oh, four stars. Like, well, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to cause problems. That's your fucking fault, Stockholm Syndrome. Like, if you have, if you're not rating these people lower, mm. then you're encouraging it. You can't complain and then uh, complain to your friends and then not complain to Uber or Lyft. If this shit happens, you need to nip it in the bud and get these creeps off the road. Yeah. If you think that it's a problem, otherwise, shut up about it. Well, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what? why I brought it in today. Oh, thanks, I just want, Dick. like, look, don't start the conversation that's all i'm saying that's that should be the rule if it's a woman in the car don't talk to her but i get some chatty uber drivers and it's just they're just rambling they're lonely whatever it's it's not just uber though it's uh i've had cab drivers i've had uh professional car services pick me up and the guys those guys are the chattiest actually they they, might be right about that i had i got some great strip club stories yeah from one of those guys yeah i get i always florida of all places in tampa of all places I believe it. I get oh so many good celebrity stories from those guys, and I don't give a shit about celebrities, but they always have a good story about someone who took things too far. Uh, they had to make a midnight run to pick up some prescription drugs or something, try drop off or someplace in Compton, like some interesting story. What was one? Do you remember? Someone told me about Chuck Palahniuk. Chuck Palahniuk. They they picked him up and he had a big bag of prosthetics with him. Uh, I don't prosthetic remember. like limbs. Yeah, prosthetic limbs. Because I guess he he goes to at his book signings. He throws out prosthetic limbs into the audience or that something. Sounds and, like something he'd do. Yeah, and people faint during his readings. And if you see him, have you ever seen him? No. The, he's the author of Fight Club. He's he just looks like a really normal dude. Yeah. Like if I saw that guy uh, in a Whole Foods, I'd think, oh yeah, okay, I could see that. Probably buying some alfalfa or something. Yeah. Yeah, pretty normal looking dude. Anyway, dude. Um. Okay. Yeah, I had a, I had one of those social marketing people. Yeah. Last week. And I was telling him about the podcast, and I'm like, "Well, what's the secret? How do you get how do you get so many downloads? Like, how do you start something like that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's easy. You just glom onto someone who's way more famous than you." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> good secret. <laughs> can I move on to my uh, my yeah, last you can problem? Yeah, move here? on to your problem. All right, I got another real problem this week. Meetings. <laughs> okay. okay, meetings are the bane of every professional's existence. First of all, nothing ever gets accomplished in them. That is the number one problem with meetings. Nothing ever gets accomplished. I used to work for a telemarketing company, mm-hmm. and I had this manager who everybody loved, super nice guy, but he would have these spiritual team meetings every day mm. for an hour, pissed away an hour. Let me read some stats for you. This is from The Guardian. 
One weekly executive meeting ate up a dizzying 300,000 hours a year at, at a large company. They did a, they did a study, which is impressive given that each of us only has about 8,700 hours a year to begin with, including sleep. 300,000 hours pissed away in meetings. The weekly meetings took up, the, so they were looking into what exactly, where these hours were being chewed up. So the weekly meetings took up about 7,000 person hours for the executives involved. But they also had to meet with unit heads, And then those unit heads had to prepare for those meetings with team meetings. So another 63,000 hours. And then those team meetings generated numerous preparatory meetings. And then that total doesn't even include the work or time it took to prepare for the initial meeting Uh in the first place. Yeah. So meeting after meeting after after meeting, meeting, nothing ever accomplished. So here are the type of people you have in meetings, right? You got the kiss ass. This is the guy who's just going to suck the boss's dick, never disagree, always support. I hate that guy. Then you have the yes man, right? This is different than the kiss ass because the yes man, he's not necessarily going to blow sunshine up the boss's ass, but he's not going to say no to a bad idea. He's got to grow an idea. That's, that's important about being a yes man. What's you got to understand what the boss is talking about and then, and then rephrase it and add on to it so it seems like it's even better than it was. Well, you know what? which one you are. Uh, I'm all of these guys, jackass. <laughs> okay. Then we got the insecure dickhead who can't give a pass to any idea but his own. Sure. Yeah. He's always shooting down. We, I had so many of those assholes at my old job. Oh, man, I forgot this guy's name, but it was a real shitty name, like someone from Friends, like Chandler or something like that. But he brought in this – he was such a snake. He was such a weasel. He would come in and pretend like he was everyone's friend. Then one day he left this document out on his desk, and my buddy was a snoop. So he went over and t- took a look at it and goes, hey, hey, Maddox, uh, check out what I found on this dude's desk. And I look at it, and it's this – and run that he's proposing that would cut like everyone's job and then only support the technology that he knows and he understands because he's insecure about himself and he doesn't want to learn our technology that we were using in the in the workforce yeah and the, and the, what he was proposing was super shitty like we were using this uh we were a c c plus plus and 4gl shop with uh my sql back end and and uh, a lot of different sql stuff he oh was my pro- god it's alphabet soup he was he was proposing going to visual basic and I, get, I know only only programmers out there will understand the significance of that, but it's kind of like um, going from uh, uh, professional tools like Black & Decker to Fisher-Price. Uh, yeah, that's a good analogy, right? I'm not a programmer, and I understand that because it was once explained to me as being the uh, the Sesame Street of coding. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's one step above dragging and dropping icons. Actually, it might be exactly dragging and dropping icons. Then you have the action item list, Every meeting has an action item list, and I yeah. hate that those those two words combined make my skin crawl. Action item. You skipped you skipped a very important part of the meeting, though. If you're what? already at action items, What's that? you skipped the 15 minutes of horseshit foreplay. Oh, oh I'm getting there. It's oh, like, I actually oh, wrote that down. Your meetings out of order, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to start with 15 <laughs> minutes of jokes and bullshit. Uh huh. That was actually that was actually uh, uh, next on my list. The pleasantries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, how's the weather? How's the traffic? Oh, what are you guys up to? What would you do this weekend? Okay, so 15 minutes just pissed away with pleasantries because you have to. You know, you go back to the telemarketing company well to talk about meetings, but we've been in inter- several entertainment meetings. Yeah, and they all work exactly like this. Exactly, especially the pleasantries part. Yeah. The pleasantries, it always pisses. I used to I used to be with a pretty high-powered agency. Mm-hmm. And they would send me to so many meetings every week. And every single one was a half-hour meeting. 
And I would yeah. tell them, guys, first of all, half hour is not enough to accomplish anything because I, I broke down the meeting minute by minute. I said the first 10 minutes are going to be bullshit. We're going to talk about the traffic. Then we're going to talk about five minutes, about uh, five, 10 minutes about their introduction, about who they are. Then I give them my introduction about who I am because in, in, invariably these were blind meetings. They didn't know who the fuck I was. So are you doing the math here? We're at about 25 minutes into yeah. our 30-minute meeting. That leaves us five minutes to discuss any ideas or potential opportunities to work together. Yeah. I said, thanks, but no thanks. No more meetings. I'm done meeting. I'm no, done with meetings. No, that's where you fucked up. Yeah. But that's a, it's a multiple meeting process. You know, it's a courtship. No, but so you, you got to learn those little, those parts are the meeting. They're the purpose of the meeting. It's not meant to accomplish anything. It's establishing a relationship. Oh, well, if it's not meant to accomplish anything, then guess what? Mission accomplished. Yeah. they're not. Well, yeah. And you got to take, uh, take another one, though, to keep going. Yeah, but they're not going to take another meeting with you if you don't hook them during that first one. And you don't get an opportunity to hook them because you don't have a time to pitch them your fucking idea because you're pitching them yourself. What's the difference? The difference is huge. You Between yourself in, and your idea, yes. what's the difference? What if okay. they just like you? Well, that's, and then want to the, have another meeting. Okay, oh, that what, happens. What, what, that's Alternate the reality is this where he walks in and they just like him. Shut up, dick. <laughs> that is the goal, Sean. But here's the thing. If I come in to a meeting and nobody knows who I am uh-huh. and they're interested in me professionally, I have to give them the Wikipedia pitch, which is like I wrote this book and I wrote this other book and I have this website and this is who I am and this is why you'd want to work with me, especially Hollywood types because yeah. they care a lot about that kind of shit. You have to make yourself sound big and important. Sure. Otherwise, they're not going to return your phone phone calls and yeah sean i i mean ideally you would have another five ten minutes to make yourself your personality apparent because on wikipedia anyone can read those those bullet points about me and not right. know anything about my personality so in your mind how would the perfect meeting go where are you going to get to that i don't want to derail your no the perfect meeting would be me just sitting at home getting work done <laughs> I remember one time I was in a meeting at the uh, at a programmer meeting. It was programming and sales. And someone suckered me into this meeting. And I was there for about 40, 45 minutes. And this girl got up to excuse herself to go to the restroom. And uh, she, she got up and I just sitting there doodling. And I, I looked around everyone just like sitting there staring at their laptops, not doing anything productive. And I knew I had a deadline and I could have been working instead of this meeting. So I just stood up and I said, um, yeah, I too would like to go to the bathroom. And then everyone just like looked at me and knew I wasn't coming back. And I didn't. I was like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Fire me. I'm done. I'm done with these meetings. They're mind numbing. And they all have an arbitrary one hour time frame. Most professional meetings. I'm not yeah. talking about these blind meetings that the agencies would send me to. Well, they're still professional meetings. Yeah, they're they're professional meetings. So there's actually a name for this, okay? okay. These these uh, meetings that don't ever accomplish anything. For, first of all, they found that in meetings, the overly confident dipshits got their voices heard loudest. Not the most competent people in meetings. Kruger Dunning effect. Yeah. Or the okay, du- excuse okay. me, the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah. And so they That they, shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, well, loud jerk offs get heard more than people who are formulating their opinions. Of course, and they're they're uh, they don't want to speak up because the loud dickheads who seem confident they don't want to go and they don't want to contrast them, and especially in a meeting and, and risk no. sounding dumb because oh man, he's so confident, he must be right. So they they have a, a name for this. It's called the bike shed effect. People won't speak up about, and this is from the Guardian. People won't speak up about the big, complex, important decisions because they're scared of embarrassing themselves, but they still want to feel and appear as if they're making a contribution. So they'll make sure to weigh in on the unimportant stuff instead. The result? Triviality gradually comes to dominate. A decision about the construction of a new bike shed, for example, 
will be debated for an hour and a quarter and then deferred for a decision till until the next meeting pending the gathering of more information. Yeah. Does this not sound like Congress? Yeah, it does sound like Congress. A big bunch of, yeah, there you go, Sean. Thank you. Bravo. That, that's exactly what Congress is. Just one long series of meetings that never accomplish anything. If, only, if they could accomplish less, I would be happier. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible for them to, Dick. No, they could just not do anything. If those guys just went to the Capitol and just sat there all day, that would be perfect. Dick, what do you think they're doing that, that, that's accomplishing They're passing so laws. They're trying to do stuff. They're talking. Oh, they're anything not. that they do. There, there was a study, I think, a couple of years ago, or maybe it was even last year, that, that found that Congress like passed the fewest number of laws in years. They're not doing anything, dude. And that's exactly the problem. They need to get some, some shit done. And they need no, a compromise. Oh, no, and you know what? no, no, yeah, okay. no. They need to not do anything. Yeah, okay, anarchy, Dick. You know why You know why they're get, getting fewer laws passed? Because of fucking uh-huh. Governor Norquist, that dipshit who made everyone uh, agree to this draconian no tax policy which has caused them to not not raise taxes but instead to find clever loopholes and call it something else other than a tax other than a tax uh, so so it's a pointless thing who gives a shit then well it's wasting time i give a shit <laughs> i'm a very efficient dude dude yeah 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 i don't think meetings are as big of a problem as not getting tits on your snapchat okay oh boy maybe i think i'm a lot smarter than i am yeah yeah no, wait. You don't you like meetings. What? You like efficiency. Maybe efficient- I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> you like a lot of efficiency in your life. Yeah, dick. That's why I turn off. Okay, and Windows People XP. just don't work like that. Oh, I know, dick. And you know, I was just like stewing on the on the flight home today. Yeah. I was, uh, your, your stupid fucking voice was echoing in my head <laughs> with your stupid argument about the apples. Like, you know, Maddox, here's what you don't care about apples is that people who buy Apple products care about their time. Dick, yeah. first of all, if you don't research what you're buying, how do you know it's the best? What the fuck are you talking about if you don't research? You rely on other people to do the research for you. Oh. They're called experts. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you call them geniuses in the genius bar? Is no, that who they call them what experts. This works in every field. You still have to talk to them and read their opinions somewhere. That's called research. Oh, that's what you mean by research? Reading opinions? Yeah, that's, that's research. I, mean, I don't Dick. think that's research. Of like, course you're it's not, research. You don't need to know every feature of everything to make a decision. Mm, no, you just need to know that it's the best. And you can go to Newegg and buy each component that has the highest rating and know no. that you're getting quality stuff. That's a, that's a huge waste of time. For somebody who doesn't it's like not, meetings, it's a huge waste not, of time. Oh, yeah. And you know what else is a huge waste of time? Spending double or triple for hardware because you have to work hard to earn that money. All right. You're... Your PC fixation, your <laughs> fetishization of constructing these gadgets that you worship has nothing to do with the meeting problem. Okay. Meetings. You you love efficiency. So I think this is especially sticks in, a, in uh, your craw because it seems like a waste of time, but I don't think it's that big of a waste of time. Dick, what the fuck are you talking about? How is it not a waste of time? These people have to, you have to get people on the same page. Yeah, a lot of meetings are a huge waste of time, but they're necessary. It's a necessary evil to get anybody doing anything. Shoot off an email. Here you go, idiots. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not the same. You can't you, share as much information over an email as you can in a meeting. You know, Dick, I've had to do so. I worked for a telemarketing company for almost a decade, nine and a half years, mm-hmm. um, and in that time, I called for exactly one meeting. And I sent in the email, the subject line, I believe, even said, 20-minute meeting. And I stuck to it. I came in, and I said, sorry, guys, no pleasantries. We have 20 minutes. I handed everyone out a, a flyer with bullet points of everything I wanted to cover. <laughs> and I, I went right through it, 
And everybody was like, was so on point because they knew I wasn't fucking around. Yeah. Everybody took notes. They wrote down exactly what I wanted them to get. And then on the 20 minute mark, I even had a timer on the on the counter. On the 20 minute mark, we all marched right out of that office and went right to work. Yeah. No bullshit. I, come, I came in there. I explained my document. I explained my process. And I explained what needed to be done and how to use the software that I developed. That's it. That was the point of my meeting. Not uh, what you did this weekend, uh, not traffic and not the weather. I just got in and got the fuck out. And you know what? I had to do this one other time. I had to coordinate something with eight different people. There, It was for the alphabet of manliness when I got all the illustrators for my book. So I had to get everyone on the same page, right? Because that's your point, that everyone has yeah. to be on the same page. Yep. How did I do that? I created a, a program that allowed everyone to ar- upload their artwork so that everyone can see what everyone else is drawing and then communicate via chat message at your convenience to see what everyone else is doing. Not a fucking meeting that's going to suck eight people's uh, time in and waste an hour of eight people's lives. Eight hours, dude. Yeah, it's a problem. 300,000 hours a year wasted at this company. That's Just people- at a company? Yeah, that's, a, that's someone's life right there. Multiple people's lives, probably. I don't know. A baby. Who got the flu? Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want to wrap it up? Do you have anything more about meetings? Yeah, they're a waste of time. Stop calling them. Dunning-Kruger effect and the bike shed effect. I'll be linking to these studies. Uh, this is really interesting. They even they even have a, uh, a study for the overly confident loudmouth dipshits on this website called Science Direct. It's a white paper someone actually found. Yeah. They found that uh, that people overcompensate when they uh, when they're really confident. Oh, yeah, I just want to end on this note about meetings. So you want to know how I know that meetings aren't productive? Because nobody is paying you to talk. That's not your job. Your job is not to sit down in a meeting and chat. If it was, then meetings would be productive. And they're never productive because that's not your job requirement. You're not communicating ideas. You're not communicating everything. And the worst kind of meeting, I I would say, is the conference room speakerphone meeting. Isn't that the worst? You should have you should have done conference calls. They're way worse than meetings. They they don't work at all. I have it on my list. And every time I'm on a conference call, I imagine everyone back there like putting me on mute while I'm talking, and then just jerking off, like just standing with their pants down, like just really hairy dicks right into the speaker. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Either that or playing guitar. Yeah. Whenever I'm on a conference call. Yeah. Gross. So meetings, 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 right. and. Ebola alarmists are my problems. I mean, I th- yeah, I don't think that's as big of a problem in this one than it is with SARS. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So you think there's no credibility in Ebola being a danger at all? It's a dangerous virus, but it's really unlikely to be communicable to, to the majority of the population. Yeah. It's just really unlikely. You're not going to get Ebola. In fact, on my flight to Omaha, it's kind of funny. I uh, The entire time I was flying to Dallas and from Dallas to Omaha— the whitest people, right? No one's yeah. going to Omaha except I sat in this back row with just like a ton of like straight up from Africa, Nigerians and Kenyans and uh, Liberians or whatever. I'm like, of course, of course, it would be me and, and put in the back. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I didn't give a shit. I'm fine. I'm not bleeding from my eyelids. Yeah, I think I don't know if I would go through Dallas. Yeah, why? I wouldn't want I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. Oh, yeah, I would probably do it, but I wouldn't want to be there. So uh, let's do the math here. Because, you know, the people who are exposed to Ebola hop on a cruise. They hop on planes. They just, yeah. they're irresponsible. They're not irresponsible. They're just living their lives, man. That's the problem. Yeah. But they don't know that they have Ebola necessarily because the symptoms of Ebola are kind of flu-like when you first get But them. they were just around it. Like, shouldn't they pause for no. a moment? No, because no? it's really no. unlikely and overblown that you'd get it. Even in even in uh, Liberia, the, they have, what, 8,000 cases of it something like something that like that it's a drop in the bucket it's less than one half of one percent of the population are you kidding me that's nothing 
All right. I'd go to Liberia. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what people think about it. I have uh, Snapchat of not tits, Snapchats of not tits, and chatty, chatty Ubers, chatty Uber drivers. You know, the Snapchat one is different than Tinder, too. T- Tinder, by the way, has screwed me again. How's that? Well, you remember last time I told you about Tinder. Tinder had me banging this girl who lived in Santa Monica, which is like a half hour drive away. Oh, no. So that was a- Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass. This time, you're going to love this story. I matched a porn star on Tinder. Cool. Wait. Right? One that you know. Oh, I know her. Yeah, oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, shut up. So <laughs> I matched her, and I didn't message her. I just got lazy, and I hate Tinder. Like, I hate doing that shit. So I was just like, ah, yeah, whatever. And I kinda, it kind of slipped my mind. So I was doing a show last night over UCB, and she was on the panel of the show. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. So she called me out. In front of everybody oh, for not messaging her on Tinder. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. That was funny. You're not gonna go out with her, are you? I don't know. Maybe no. I should. I mm-hmm. probably should. No. No. Check, check out her videos, dude. No. No. All right. uh, no. I mean, yes, for the story, but no, All don't. Right. Um, so yes. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, so uh, so those are your problems. Uh, we'd like to say thanks again to Warby Parker for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Also, thanks, uh, Dick, for the uh, plug for my store. I'm going to link to it on the Who part of the webpage. Um, cool. Yeah, so you guys can check it out, and I'll have that glow-in-the-dark shirt up. It should be pretty cool. Yeah. I like glow-in-the-dark shit. Uh, let's go out on something different. We usually go out with the theme song. Somebody remixed our... Our conversations, our arguments that we've been having so far—it's called what? It's called Maddox and Dick's Stop, stop the fighting. Stop the fighting by Waterboy. Water yeah, W A U T E R B O I on SoundCloud. This is pretty funny. Yeah, so we're gonna go out on that. Uh, enjoy. Go to the website. This yeah. is okay. I don't. I don't get this about you people. Okay. So what? Are you talking? Are you? Yeah. Everyone but on this planet. Why does it, Matt? Why is it important to you? Is that a serious question? Yes. Listen to the sentence you just said. Uh, but yeah, but I, th- I think... No, no, not no. No one gives a shit. Yeah, why don't you hang out with your dumbass monkeys? Pretend that I'm a stupid idiot. Yeah, I'm trying to explain <laughs> why we're... We, no, I'm just saying... All yeah, these whatever. stats, I know, I can, I can tell. It doesn't matter. I, I got... You know what? I No, I'm not suggesting we wipe them out. No, because people who <laughs> think... Because people... There are people who every single hour. <laughs> yeah, of course. Marketing. So in your mind, yeah. I'll be <laughs> damned if I'm going to sit here and let you. You uh, sucker. Go what, Sean? I was just going to say it's 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 it's. Do, can you <laughs> wait a minute? Can yeah, you, you got in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it's not. It's such a labor-intensive process to bullshit industry. You don't know that. Uh, F you. Well, eat a dick. You know oh, why? It's because. I am the winner. But also, if you're sitting at the bar. I don't bar, want to sit at the bar and jab dudes. Dick, how is that at all rational? <laughs> you make What's an emotional rational decision. rational about plugging a piece of your anatomy into a dude? Yeah. No, you're not explaining. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I, ta- I ask one of my friends. Uh, yeah. And I ask them, you don't need to uh-huh. do You don't need to get married to do that. Or uh, You're saying poor people thing. didn't do this? The, <laughs> they're. Uh, they're, they're... Dude, that's... No, I don't... I No, that's my point. It's so much more soul-crushing. Germany! It was a joke. We stomped all <laughs> over everyone. Right. Yeah, but that's our industry. I, guess, I mean, I guess, sure, but who cares, really? At the end of the day, who cares? First of all, you're not drinking all the diet soda. No, gross. Because you... I, I will not check. That's a, <laughs> that's a trick. Because you're just going to flash your dick at me. Yeah. No, right, I do. Go. I do do yeah. it to chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, ter- that's. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. It's like get all oh, no. I get all tied up. You that's, know that uh, chick was thinking about like balls. Oh like, yeah, that, that's what that's what I got between my legs. That.
Thanks for listening.